in this business, this business is great for those of you that are listening in the sense that, um, you know, you're, you're, where you are today and where you could be six months from now can be dramatically different, more, more different than any even than, than, you, than you can imagine because the sky's the limit. Uh, so this is, I'm saying that as an encouragement that if you are in this business and so you're trying to make it work, you know, the sky's the limit. And this is not a, hey, after 20 years, maybe I can make some decent money. Things can change literally overnight and you know yeah. that within three months. Hey everyone, Jamel Gibbs here. Welcome to another podcast episode. And today we have a very special guest. I'm really excited about this call actually because uh, I've known Chris for quite some time and uh, we get on the phone a lot. We share a lot of good ideas. We were just talking right before we jumped on the line about some uh, world domination stuff. And uh, I wanted to get him on the line specifically because, number one, he is, if you guys didn't know, Chris is the creator of virtual wholesaling. So anybody that you see out there that's promoting uh, real estate investing virtually, especially in the wholesaling realm, it all originated. It all started with that, that man that you're looking at right there on the screen, Chris Chico. And in addition to that, he's also taking over another particular niche that I've actually implemented myself through him, uh, and that's uh, the uh, Facebook traffic, using Facebook to drive motivated seller leads. He's really innovating that particular part of the real estate investing niche. Uh, so I really wanted to get him on a call today to talk to him about uh, what he's doing in his business and how... Uh, we can benefit from it as well in order to be able to get more deals and make more money, close more deals in our real estate investing businesses. So, uh, Chris, what's up, man? How are you? I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm flattered I, uh, I, I'm, uh, that we're having, you know, that you invited me to come on. And so a lot of pressure. So um, I'm going to do the best I can. And I even shaved my head for you just to make sure that I was nice. <laughs> Uh, nice, uh, nice and proper. And I'm excited. I'm excited for you and I to chat together and uh, maybe we can help others uh, do some world domination of themselves. <laughs> Absolutely, man. Yeah. And I kind of feel bad because I didn't, I didn't shave my face today, but it's all good. <laughs> I'm sure everybody understands. But hey, okay. Okay. why don't you tell them a little bit about yourself, Chris? So, you know, um, my story is I grew up, uh, uh, and I'll make this uh, a little bit brief. Um, I, I, I'm originally from Puerto Rico. I grew up in Puerto Rico, and then I came to the U.S. when I was young. Um, when I came here to the U.S., I mean, we, I lived in the, in, in the mountains of Puerto Rico. Literally, when, when I left Puerto Rico, um, we had just gotten uh, running water. As a kid, I always remember uh, going out in the middle of the night to the outhouse to go use the bathroom and kind of waiting around for the cockroaches to scurry around before I could go ahead and use the bathroom. Um, and then I, I, I came to the U.S. I lived in Connecticut for a little bit, and then finally made my way up to uh, Florida. And, you know, we didn't have a whole lot of money. We, were, we grew up poor on welfare and food stamps. And, uh, but I always had people, somebody asked me the other day, I said, you know, I said, did you get into real estate because, like, you really love real estate and you're passionate about it? And I'm like, no, I just wanted to make a lot of money. And I needed to find some way to make a lot of money. So, you know, I went out and I did what everybody does or things they should do. And I went out and I, and I went to school. I got a college education. And, uh, and I always was a little bit entrepreneurish, meaning, you know, I always wanted to, always trying to figure out a way to make money, et cetera. Um, and I went and, uh, and I, I got a degree in accounting. And uh, that lasted about six months when I realized that this ain't for me. And uh, what happened is I, I, I actually... Uh, I replied to an ad that a real estate company had that was a little bit, uh, I guess, underhanded in that they, they were advertising for a job and I went and then lo and behold, what they were really advertising is, hey, we'll help you get your license and then you could become a real estate agent. And I was like, oh, wow. okay, well, I didn't think of that. So I got my real estate license and then um, I was a horrible real estate agent. And I was a horrible real estate agent because although you and I are here together and, and I'm talking to you and you're like, hey, Chico knows how to talk to people and, and, and that sort of thing. Um, I was a horrible real estate agent because um, I would spend all day organizing my leads and never calling them. 
and and I would wait all day. So so it was just it was really struggling with that. And then um, eventually, I had a friend of mine, uh, as luck would have it, that he was working for a bank. For he was working for a real estate company that was doing all the selling their foreclosures. And he's like, hey, if you want, we got an opening. We need another real estate agent. You can come in and do this. And I'm like, okay. So I was like an agent that the banks would give their deals to. I was an REO agent. And so I did that for a couple of years. And, you know, in that time, people were buying properties. And I had no idea what wholesaling was or investing, investing was. Um, and then eventually what happened is that the guy that was buying most of my deals, him and I became friends. And then one day he's like, hey, why don't you come work for me and I'll teach you the business. And I was like, okay, yeah, sure, I'll do it. So it was like, you know, in life, you always think about those pivotal moments in life where you make those decisions and that one decision leads you in one, you know, your life in a completely different direction. And that was one of them for me that I said, okay, fine, I'll take it. And, um, and so I worked with him for a year and I was just, I didn't make, you know, the, what happened in that year is I didn't make a whole lot of money. He was just paying me a thousand bucks a deal. And I made about $52,000 that year. But so I did had about 52 deals, basically. I did 52 deals. Nice. However, if you think about, if to do 52 deals, you have to analyze, you know how many deals you yeah. analyze to do 52 deals. Yeah. So in essence, I got the experience that a regular investor would get, right, in like three or four years. I got it in like one year. Mm. And I knew coming in that I wanted to go out and go out on my own after that. And so what happened is that back, that was back in the day with Florida was, uh, was having a real big uptick in the market. So a lot of their uh, banks were no longer having that many foreclosures. Why? Because if you're defaulting on your loan and, and, but you have equity because the market is on the rise, then, right. then the property doesn't make it that often to foreclosure because you can sell it on the open market and make money from it. Mm -hmm. So I, when I left and I decided to go on my own, I, I saw the writing on the wall and I said, Hey, I got to go out and find, uh, find property owners that are private, that are, they're not with real estate agents. Right. And also I got tired of dealing with real estate agents. I'm a real estate agent. There's nothing wrong with real estate agents, but you know, with the REO game, you always got to be kissing frogs, you know, with yeah, the real yeah. estate agents. Whereas I didn't want that. I wanted to just, Hey, I, I, I get in contact with a private owner, buy their house and that's it. End of story. I don't have to deal with their BS after the fact. Right. Um, and so I started on that path. And then what ended up happening is that, uh, and this is the advice I give to everybody is that I was going out and doing all these different things. You know, I was, a, I, I, I was doing free foreclosures. I was doing, you know, probates. I was doing a variety of different marketing methods. I was doing what I call door driving, uh, which is uh, door dri driving is when you try to do door knocking, but you're too chicken to, uh, <laughs> right? <laughs> so you just drive by the doors, right? Not a really good, effective way to find deals. Let me tell you. <laughs> And uh, so I did that. And then um, uh, what happened with me is that I, as I was going to these different seminars, I noticed a common thread that most of the real estate investors that I saw were having great success were doing some sort of direct mail. They were doing some sort of. So what I did is I just decided, you know what, I'm going to put everything aside. I'm going to focus on direct mail. And then um, and then still it was it was a bit of a struggle until, uh, again, one thing that I learned that I highly recommend um, uh, everyone learned is I learned the uh, the skill of direct response marketing. I bought a book from a guy named Dan Kennedy, who you know, uh, a, a book called The Ultimate Sales Letter. And because I was buying, I was I was testing out a bunch of different letters, and I wasn't getting anywhere. And so I bought his book, and I sat down, and with the use of that book, I created my set, first set of postcards. Because I'm what was the name of that book again, just for uh, our listeners. Yeah, it's called The Ultimate Sales Letter. Just so you guys know, the ultimate sales letter, I actually have it on Audible myself. I was listening to it the other day, but I listen to that book frequently. Yes. Definitely a great book, especially if you're involved in real estate, primarily because it will help you learn how to get your message out the right way and get people to respond to that message. Gotcha. So I, I learned direct response marketing and I finally was able to get my, my postcards to work. And, uh, and it was interesting because I went from, you know, uh, um, you know, making a couple, a couple thousand bucks a month to six months later, uh, making $110,000 in a single month, which is the most that I've ever made ever, you know, most that I made in the previous year. Right. And so, um, so that's, you know, one of the things I say about that is that, you know, in this business, this business is great for those of you that are listening in the sense that, um, you know, your, your, where you are today and where you could be six months from now can be dramatically different, more, more different than any, even than, than, you, than you can imagine because the sky's the limit. 
so this is I'm saying that as an encouragement that if you are in this business so you're trying to make it work, you know, the sky's the limit. And this is not a, hey, after 20 years, maybe I can make some decent money. Things can change literally overnight and you know yeah. that within three months. Yeah. Um, and, and so then I started the path of doing uh, postcards and we were sending out a lot of postcards that had back in the day, this was before everybody was hiring acquisitions people. What I ended up doing is, I, even though I was talking with these sellers, I was still, mind you, I failed as a real estate agent because I was a horrible salesperson. So I procrastinated on calling people. And after a while, I was like, man, I, I got to get other people to help me. So I had three guys that were helping me and I would run the whole back end marketing and they would be the ones talking with the sellers and everything else. And we, we were making great money. And then what happened is that the market was starting, I, I kind of felt that, hey, the market was starting to slow down. But I noticed that other people in other parts of the country were not being affected, you know, in the way that we were affected. And so then that's what started the path of like, hey, these people are doing business in other areas. Can I do something else in another area? And I started with Jacksonville. And, you know, if I thinking through it, I was like, well, I can get the mailing list, right? for the people and I can and it's back in the days now everybody has it easy like you can go like four or five different places ten places to get get like the, the names of these people like right. of your seller prospects and do your postcards back then it was difficult like there was only one source it was difficult it was expensive uh, postcards very you know I was one of the ones that engineered uh, postcards where you could you would have the postcard and it would have the seller's information on it and the address that wasn't yep. commonplace back when I was doing it 2003 wasn't commonplace. It took a lot of work to get somebody to do that. And, and then, um, and, and even 24 recorded messages. I was one of the first guys who used 24 recorded messages only because we were getting so many calls that literally in an afternoon when the mail hit, it would, we couldn't even answer everybody's call. We would sit there. Uh, and even back then there was no CRM. We would sit there with a notebook yep. and we would have to handwrite all the messages. Yep. Right. And, and, and do all that. And there was no Google street view. I was like, doing that. I was uh, handwriting messages with my team up until maybe six, seven years ago. But I definitely swapped that uh, 24-hour recorded message from you. I got oh, that from you. Okay. <laughs> and, and, and even like, uh, so, you know, and, and there was no C and even there was no Google Street View back in the right. day. I was doing virtual wholesaling. We had to go out and hire somebody on Craigslist. And yeah. back then, people didn't have, you know, these things here with cameras. You had to mm -hmm. find somebody with a digital camera that knew how to upload it. It was a mess. But I went in and uh, I went into Jacksonville and then eventually figured out, you know, hey, how I can go into those markets, get the cash buyers and do everything. And uh, I was doing that in, uh, in, in Florida and in, in, in Tampa and in Jacksonville. And then I did it in Texas. And, uh, and it's funny because in Texas, when I did it in Texas, I didn't know Texas was a non-disclosure state. All right. When I first went in there. Right. And then uh, uh, when you look at the comps at uh, back in the days, I was using RealQuest and the RealQuest would use an algorithm to try to figure out or determine what a property really sold for, but really inaccurate. But when when they, when you looked at the report, uh, this was like, I don't know, it's almost idiotic. When you look at the report, it would the numbers would be uh, like when you buy a house, you buy it for like one hundred thousand five hundred or one hundred and five thousand. Right. The numbers were like ninety five thousand four hundred eighty five. <laughs> and it didn't even occur to me. I thought to myself, man, people in Texas buy houses at weird prices. <laughs> somebody, after I said that to somebody, they're like, Chico, I think you're an idiot. <laughs> and maybe they were right. But uh, so I did that. And so I was able to figure out the, 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 and then, you know, I had a transition, you know, in marketing, things change. So I was creating these postcards and the postcards were really like verbose and had a lot of writing on them. And then what happened is that then um, um, I all, my direct, all my direct mail was coming back to a UPS store. And then when I went to the UPS store, I started to see that, you know, the UPS store, they had a couple other investors at that store, but the UPS store can't tell the difference in the postcards when they come back. So they try to sort them out. But when they sorted them out, I ended up getting postcards that weren't mine. And I'm looking at them and I'm like, oh, they look like mine, but they're somebody else's. And I started to think, well, gee, how am I going to stand out if everybody else is sending out the same postcard? So then that's when I created what are called like the blind copy postcard, mm -hmm. the third property notification, et cetera, because I thought, well, you know, um, I just want the phone number. If I can get the phone number, then I can call them, right? It doesn't matter if it's a good list. All I want is a phone number. So it's almost like skip tracing 0 0.1, right? Yeah. Well, yeah. 
I was just trying to get the phone number. So I did that. And then what happened is that then little by little, you know, nowadays there's a lot more people doing direct mail. You know, back in the days, if we send out a thousand postcards and we didn't pick up two or three deals, we yeah, the response before. rate was a lot higher back yeah. then. Now everybody's a real estate investor. So, so you know, yeah, go ahead. One thing I was going to mention, you kind of innovated an entire industry because because of virtual wholesaling, and if you think about this logically, you have all these other tools. You have CRM systems that came out. You have uh, direct mail companies that, that uh, built themselves up off of virtual wholesaling. You have uh, you know, different real estate investing software to make virtual wholesaling a lot easier. You have com comparable sales systems. All of, these all of these things improved because of this one area of investing, if you think about that. Oh, I never thought about that. I never thought about that. That's interesting. That is interesting. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that is so, interesting. So you got some bragging rights there, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that, that is I never thought of it that way. But yeah, uh, yeah, back then it was really, really tough, man. Everybody has it a lot easier now than, than we had it before. Yeah, yeah um, absolutely. Technology, man. Yeah. So, so what, so I, I was doing the postcards and then what happened is that we the results weren't, weren't, we know they were decreasing. Right. So, so I had to, I was trying to make a decision about what I was going to do next. Right. Um, I knew that for example, SEO, I could try SEO, but SEO was a slower process and, uh -huh. I, and I, I didn't, you know, I thought I don't want to wait, you know, a year to get my website ranked. Um, PPC, which a lot of people are aware of when you can advertise on Google, a lot of people were already in that game and it was very expensive. Right. All my friends that I spoke with, they told me how much they were paying per lead, and it was very expensive. And I, it, to me, uh, uh, it wasn't feasible. And I didn't want to do stuff like RBMs and stuff like that, it just, just by choice. And so then, uh, which is ringless voicemail. So then what happened is I, I was thinking, but nobody really is doing Facebook, right? Nobody's really being effective at it. And, you know, for me, the tipping point was when my, my mom got on Facebook. Because for me, I always thought about like only young people are on Facebook, not, not our sellers. Our sellers are older. And then all of a sudden, now I see my mom and my mom, she thinks the internet is Facebook, right? She thinks that's <laughs> So I was like, you know, there has to be something there. So I went out and I ended up buying like a bunch of courses that were just generic Facebook courses. Mm -hmm. I was trying them out and, uh, and uh, not, not really that great results. And then I went back to my direct mail days and I'm like, what worked in direct mail? But worth in direct mail, if you think about it, in the past, people were sending out the We Buy Houses cash, generic postcards. When I did my postcards, it was very personal. Like, hey, this is Chris, and I was driving around the area, and I noticed your property at 123 Main Street, and I was curious if you might be thinking about it. So it was, it was kind of personal. So what ended up happening is I took that same personal approach with, and we can get into this, with the Facebook. And the minute I did that, that's when all the results started coming in. Game changer. Yeah. And so for me, it was like the, the, and you know, now and we can get into this in the, when I first started, we could, we could promote by zip code. Now we don't promote by zip code. So the, the targeting is a little bit different, but the, the whole entire thing of the whole zip code came up. The idea came up because I was like, well, if I, if I send a postcard to someone, then I want to put in that postcard as much information as I can so that the person thinks that that is personal to them their name and the address. And I thought to myself, how can I do that with Facebook? Mm -hmm. And then I thought, well, the only common thing identifier would be the zip code. If I can, if I just target by zip code and I put the zip code in the ad and the zip code in the ad copy, then it becomes more personal. And that's how the whole thing started really. Um, and then now to the point where, you know, I mean, I, uh, in terms of Facebook, I mean, we, we, we've, we, we have over 1200 clients that we've helped, you know, get up and running with Facebook. Um, and they're having great results, phenomenal results. And for us, that's our primary strategy that we're focusing on right now. Um, and you know, my, my, and we can get into the Facebook strategy. Um, but one thing I want to say is this, there's three things that I think that are like my core belief for anybody listening to this podcast. And, and this applies to me, like if I'm giving advice to a friend, um, and I think about like, if you're going out into the world and you want to create an income for yourself and you want to create um, you want to create a foundation that no matter what happens in the economy, that you have the ability to generate money, right? I believe, number one, that everybody should learn how to do a real estate transaction that is not their own personal residence. That, they should, that, that somebody should learn the skill of going out and 
finding a property that they can purchase below market. Now, whether or not they want to do that five times a year, one time a year, 50 times a year, it doesn't matter. But that's a skill that you could use all your entire life, right? Yep. That's number one. Um, number two is I'm a big believer that everybody should learn how to sell. Now, how you sell depends on what you're best at. So I, I learned how to sell by writing great postcards, by writing great copy and getting sellers, right? Uh, but, you know, our business is a belly-to-belly business. So the, anybody watching here or listening is, number one, you've got to learn how to sell. The, so, you know, if you look at that, the book that I recommended, uh, the Dan Kennedy book, it's a great book to learn and to study, to learn how to talk and communicate in a way that you can persuade people, whether right. it be in print or whether that be, uh, you know, by, by, by voice in front of them. And then the last thing is I think that everybody should learn and understand how to use online advertising because that's not going to go away. Um, I think that's actually you know, it, it was still in the infant stages of online advertising. You exactly. know, so people are yeah. still look at you got things like TikTok popping up and now they're, they're running ads on TikTok and figuring out how to be effective with that. So really, if you learn online advertising now, now is the best time to start. Not tomorrow. Now, you know, don't forget about exactly. yesterday, but right now is the best time uh, to start. So I, I 100% agree with that. And, and, and whenever you have, an, you know, who knows what's going to happen with Facebook. But whenever you have another platform, right, like Snapchat has, fate, has advertising. Right. If, you look at, if you look at their interface, it looks very close to Facebook. Yeah, yeah. So they just copy what other Copycat. <laughs> so that means if you learn, if you learn, for example, Facebook, and I say Facebook because everybody's on Facebook, it's the easiest platform to learn. Um, that if, if, you, if you do that, then um, whatever happens in the future, you're going you're gonna to learn and understand the language. Right. It's like learning Latin. If you learn Latin, then you know what English sounds like, what Spanish. You know, you, you learn the foundation, right? You, you're learning a foundational language that's going to carry you over. And right. to me, I'm a firm believer in that, in that you know, like if you want to put yourself in a position to win the long term, mm -hmm. that if you learn those skills, and we have, I, have, I have people in my training that have taken the Facebook stuff, and then they have a regular business that they operate and they're like, Oh, I took your Facebook stuff and now I'm using it for my other business. That's a local business, but now I'm using it for that. And to me, wow. that's, that's amazing. Right? Yeah. I yeah. Mean, that's, that's, a, that's the power of it. But, um, and, and we can definitely get into like the nitty gritty of the Facebook, but I wanted to say that cause that's, I'm, that's one of the things that I really am a firm believer in real estate sales and you got to learn, you know, online marketing. Absolutely. Now for me, I, I definitely, um, I had some experience with Facebook, Facebook ads, but since they started changing their platform around and stuff like that, um, it became a little more difficult for me to understand it. So then I started uh, helping my, my, uh, my wife with a Shopify store, and then I started learning more about Shopify and how that worked. And this was a couple of years ago, um, but then ultimately I saw that you were uh, crushing it on Facebook, so I, I reached out to you. If you guys... You want to see another interview between Chris and I. Chris actually interviewed me. I'll post that up in the uh, cards above. It should be popping up right about now. But what I'll do is uh, I'll link the interview between Chris and I uh, so you can watch that on his channel. But, uh, you know, Facebook completely changed the game for me. I'm actually about to revamp my, uh, my ads at the moment and start running some new ads next week. So uh, what are some of the... I was going to say, you're still doing direct mail. You know, so, I am. You, you know, uh, one of the things I say is that um, I would never ask anybody to abandon what you're already doing. So if right. you're already doing direct mail, it doesn't mean that, hey, like uh, 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 Jamel's doing great with direct mail. Should you do direct mail? You should, I, I, here's my asterisk. My asterisk is that my asterisk is that you should, if you're going to do direct mail or do these strategies, I, I, the, the comment I was going to make is most people are, are doing it wrong. Like right. They're doing it wrong or they, like, for example, in the way that you're doing it and you and I have had conversations, it's very niche list, very specific postcards, and yep. it's working tremendous for you. Yep. So you didn't give it up. What you did is you just used Facebook and added to that, to, to what you're Multiple arguing. modalities, man. Yeah. That's it. Multiple yeah. modalities. So we do, you know, we do direct mail, cold calling, and pay-per-click as our three main sources. And we use RVMs, text messaging, and email as our follow-up source, um, you know, that works really well. So for example, if we do something like send out a postcard, we'll follow up 
with an RVM, as soon as we receive a postcard in the mail, we'll follow up with, hey, uh, there's a pink postcard in your mailbox right now. It's kind of like the blind copy thing. But the idea is to spark curiosity. What's this pink postcard in my mailbox? So you receive the pink postcard. How does this guy know that there's a pink postcard in the mailbox? I like that. I like that. You know, we follow up with the RVM. As soon as I receive one in the office, we do a broadcast saying, hey, there's probably a pink postcard in your mailbox. If, if it's not there right now, it should be there really soon. Yeah. Check yeah. your mailbox and give us a call when you receive yeah. it, that type of thing. So it, it works really well. So when it comes to, let's talk about some Facebook stuff. Mm-hmm. When it comes to Facebook, how hard is it for the average person to um, set up their entire Facebook account and get the, get the thing running? Well, you know, out of all the online platforms, like if you compare Facebook and Google, uh, Facebook is the easiest, right? Mm-hmm. Google is the hardest. Um, the, the, the couple of things I would say is that it is, I think it's relatively easy. I mean, we've been able to take, I, I have students that uh, within two hours have their first ad up and running. Um, you know, the, the one thing I would say is that a couple of things. The, what do you need in order to get up and running with Facebook? Number one is you need a business page. And the business page is the equivalent uh, of a website, but it happens to be on Facebook's property. And uh, the one tip I would give about creating your business page is to create a business page that's personal. Don't create a business page that's like XYZ home buyers and you have the little avatar being a house, um, you know, and, and think that you're going to brand yourself. At the beginning, yeah, you may brand yourself over many, many, many years, but at the end, you know, people do business with other people. And so my right. recommendation is you go out, the first step would be for you to create a business page and create that page in a personal name. Like mine is Chris Buys Houses. Jamel's buys houses, right. whatever it is, include your personal photo in the little avatar. So when you run an ad, it shows your personal photo and then put in some pictures, some pictures of you and your family and maybe record a bit in your phone and say, Hey, I buy houses, etc., and make it look personal in nature. So that's the first thing you need. The same second- thing, same thing with not to cut you off, but it's the same concept when it comes to bandit signs. You know, when it comes to bandit signs, if you guys, I don't personally like to do bandit signs anymore. We use internet bandit signs like what Chris, Chris Chico does with the uh, Facebook ads. We call right. those internet bandit signs. But it's the same concept. You know, when you think about a bandit sign and you think about a professional looking bandit sign versus a handwritten bandit sign, remember, and keeping in mind, people like to do business with local individuals that they can meet. Like you said, it's a belly-to-belly business. So people like to do business with people they like and trust, but the only way for them to trust you is for them to think that you're local. So when it comes to uh, a handwritten sign versus a printed sign, in my opinion, the, the, printed, the handwritten sign is going to win all the time because it looks like someone wrote that sign and put it out. It looks like an individual is in your local area and from my experiences, uh, you know, you can obviously test this out. You know, I'm not right all the time. I'm just right 99.9% of the time. <laughs> you say that only when your wife is not around. That's right. <laughs> exactly. She, she's definitely not around right now. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah exactly. Exactly. But, uh, you know, you know, just kind of taking that same concept. That's exactly what Chris is talking about with, you know, the Facebook page. You can, uh, uh, I'm going to make up a word here, corporatize your page, right? or you can personalize your page. A personal page is going to win all the time over the corporate type of page because, you know, people want to do business with real people. So that, I just wanted to hit that home for you. A hundred percent. You're a hundred percent right on that. Um, the second thing that people need is a website. Um, every, every investor should have a website. I mean, cause if you talk to a seller, all right. And, uh, if you talk to a seller, uh, that's part of your credibility, mm-hmm. you know, if, you, if you're on, especially over the phone, you say, Hey, this is Chris from, you know, my website. Now, you know, I have certain opinions about websites in terms of like what the domain name should be. People sometimes create these websites that are like XYZ property LLC for you. Like, no, I <laughs> So the advice I would give to, to, to someone on, on a website, because um, you, need, you need a website because you need to be able to provide a link uh, to a privacy policy for, to be able to advertise on Facebook. But you should have a website anyway. But what you should do is create a website, register a domain, 
that is easy for you to clearly tell the person over the phone your website and they would immediately know what it is they don't ask you they don't have to ask you how to spell it and also it tells them what you do so for mm-hmm. example uh, this is I, I don't have this one anymore because I got a, another one but one of my domains used to be sell your floor the house today so if I call you and I say hey this is Chris from sell your floor the house today.com already I've given you three things you know I have a website so there's a, a legitimacy oh sell your floor the house.com they get it and they're like oh yes I guess I do want to sell my floor the house so I should be talking to you so, you know <laughs> Um, now we, our website now is, is, uh, it's more like sell your USA home. Uh, I don't want to say what the rest of it is. Um, but it's, it's, but again, it's a website that clearly articulates to the person what you do and you don't have to spell it. Like don't use like, you know, numbers and, and listen, if you have, if you have to spend more than three, than two seconds repeating your website, if, if, and you have to like spend 10 seconds to spell it out for them, that's not a good domain. Yeah. So you need that. And then, you know, typically, like if you're advertising uh, online with Google, you have to send people to your website. So you, but with Facebook, Facebook has these, this thing called a lead form, which is just a way for them to capture information from the prospect. But that prospect never has to leave Facebook. They just click on a button, the form pops up, you, you do that, and that's all. So uh, use, we use Facebook to lead forms. So now we don't have to worry about is a, is a landing page going to convert and all the other stuff. And then at the end of the day, then uh, they just need a system to manage the leads. I know you provide a great one, so they should go with yours. Uh, if somebody doesn't have the budget and like you literally cannot afford a CRM, just send the leads to your email. And then when you get them in your email, you, you will call the lead right on the phone, use a paper. And eventually when you do your first deal, you sign up with, like, with a system that, that, that Jamel has. And then that's great. Now you have a better robust way of organizing your leads, but you know, keep it simple at the beginning. At the end of the day, you just need to keep it simple. But those are really the, the three main things you need in order to get up and running and get started with Facebook from a foundational nuts and bolts, you know, plumbing type of deal. Um, awesome. Yeah. And then, awesome. The other thing I was going to cover, if you want me to cover, would be is the targeting. You know, how do we target on Facebook? Yeah, because Facebook completely changed the way we can target because of the laws and things, you know, laws right. and stuff like that that's going on. You know, I believe it was about a year ago now. Has it been? It's been a year. So um, It's been a year. So I'm going, to, I'm going to do two things when I tell you this. I'm going to tell you, I'm going to explain the targeting, but I'm going to also tell you some things that, that – Everybody, you know, I would, would, would probably keep it high level, but I also want to tell you some things that I've tested recently that are working well. Perfect. You're going to want to do for your campaigns. So it used to be that we could advertise by zip code. So we could really narrow down by zip code. But Facebook took that away. We're not going to get, not going to get into the reasons why they took it away, but they took it away. It doesn't matter. It's gone. So then now your options are a 15-mile radius, okay, or you can select the entire county, or you can select the grouping of counties or an entire state. So to give you an example, if I go ahead and I target, let's work from the top down. If I wanted to target the entire state of Florida, because I'm going to do deals virtually, I can put in a budget of $50 a day um, or, that, or you could do like $35 a day or 30 bucks a day. And you'll be able to get leads for seven to $10 a lead, which is a very low cost per lead. Now a lead is somebody who fills out the form Basically, and now you get an email and they're saying, hey, I'm interested in selling my house. Please call me. That's a lead. So now that's big picture. You can target the entire state. You can also take a grouping of counties together and then you could target those all and with a similar budget, 35 bucks a day. And now you're going to get leads from those three counties. It really depends on where you want to operate in. Right. Or you can now. Now, let's say that I only wanted to target Broward County, Florida, which is where I live. Right. I wanted to target the county. Well, what happens is this is this is what's changed. Um, the higher budgets don't work for the smaller area. So let's say that in the past. So um, I'm trying to explain it in a way that you understand, but also I don't lose everybody here. So whereas in the past we would set a campaign budget, and the way that Facebook works is that you set up your campaign, and then you have underneath that campaign you have a certain structure. We'll call them ad sets. Um, so for the larger, wider area campaigns, you set a budget. Uh, you set the $50, $35 budget at the campaign level and you let it go. You don't have to touch it and you'll produce leads until you stop it. When it comes to the smaller areas, what we found is that the lower budgets work better. 
So for example, I, I was running a campaign in Broward County and I was running it at $50 a day, 75. I said, well, let me give Facebook 100 to 150 bucks a day and maybe they'll give me some love. And I wasn't getting any leads. Now I was running the same campaign for 50 bucks a day in Florida, just targeting the whole state. I did it also targeting like the major counties too as well. So I could get like the major metro areas. And that thing was consistently pumping out leads at, you know, $9, $10 a lead. But when I was doing it in Broward, it wasn't working. What we figured out is that the minute you start going county or niching down, it has to be low budget. So the, the, the campaigns that we have that are working are $5 a day per ad set. So let's say if I, that same campaign for Broward, if we, at the, we don't put the budget at the campaign level, we put the budget at the ad set level. And I give each ad set, the way I have it structured in the course, you know, I have the four ad sets, each asset gets five bucks. Mm -hmm. What happens is that that campaign will start to produce leads. Um, but however, it's, it's producing a lead sometimes two a day. And you might be wondering like, well, I want more than that. I want more than, right. You just duplicate the campaign. That's how so, you scale it. That's called scaling everybody. Yeah. Yep. So you, let's say I, I might take, let's say the original one is version one and that produces leads. And I say, let me, let me duplicate that. So I duplicate that campaign twice. So now I have three versions of it. Mm -hmm. After a couple of days, you might find that version two, it didn't really produce any leads. So you, you just shut that one down. But version three is producing. And mm -hmm. now you have two of them simultaneously. So the, the, the thing is, and I have this in the, uh, in the, in the course material now because you have access to it. Uh, but now the low budget campaigns are producing. And, and, and listen, I don't know if you're familiar with Broward. But I was, I could never get any leads in Hollywood or Pembroke Park or Miramar and those areas that are like investor really heavy, meaning that investors are always looking for deals. And then now we're getting leads and, and uh, good quality leads. Like you look at the house, you're like, oh, that's a nice concrete block house. It looks like the kind of neighborhood. So the difference is that um, now because of the different targeting, um, if you give Facebook, you have to understand that this, Facebook doesn't charge you per lead. Facebook charges you per impression. That means that they show your ad to someone, it doesn't matter what action they take, then Facebook is gonna charge you. It is your job to make your ad, do, your, your ad perform, to provide right. the right ad copy, to provide the right images, so then now that you get somebody's attention. But Facebook is gonna charge you regardless of the outcome. The, the, the consistent thing with Facebook is that whatever money you commit to giving Facebook at the beginning of the day, Facebook is gonna take all of your money. Mm -hmm. So it doesn't matter <laughs> right? if you say Facebook, here's a hundred dollars. They're going to, at the end of the day, maybe you might have two pennies left over, but they're going to try to squeeze and try to squeeze take even two pennies out of you, regardless if they can find somebody or not. So yep. what happens is that when, and this is great because this, this is actually even better because now the struggle that we had is that if you're starting out and you've got a low budget, then what do you do? But now it works better because it, 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 like it works better with the low budget because now you're saying to Facebook, I'm only going to give you this little bit of money. Go find me people that are interested you know, in, in what I have to offer. And now it's forcing the algorithm to go out and find those people. And uh, it's really interesting because it's, it's counterintuitive. It's really odd. Yeah, I would have yeah. never thought that it worked. So are you finding, you know, because I, I know at one point, we, we spoke a couple months ago at a mastermind, but uh, are you finding that obviously the local stuff doesn't work anymore? And a funny story with that, I had a, I took a picture of a house that I, I've been trying to get forever. Uh, took a picture and used that as one of my Facebook ads. And I had people chiming in, Hey, I know that house. I know that house. That was, oh, that was pretty funny. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but uh, obviously, so the zip code stuff doesn't work. Are you finding that the regional stuff is working a lot better right now? No, well, no, it, it's actually, they both work, but they you have to be approached differently. Approached differently. Yeah. So if you're, if you're saying, uh, targeting the county, right, mm -hmm. you're saying, I just want deals in my county, then you've got to do the low budget. You can't That's what it was. Okay. Money. Yeah. You've got to give it, you know, $5 per ad set or $10 per ad set, no more, because otherwise Facebook is just going to take your money. How many if, ad sets are you setting up for that? Well, the, uh, you have to, the way I have it structured is that um, inside the campaign, you have the campaign, and then we have one ad set that has no interest. Right. We have another ad set that has all the interest together. Then if, if you look at the grouping of interest, 
Some of them are loan-related interests like refinance, cash out, et cetera. And then some of them are more like real estate, Zillow, Trulia, Homes.com or whatever. Right. So when we take those and we separate them and we make them their own individual assets. So we have four assets. One is no interest, one is all interest, one is all loan-related interest, and one is home-related uh, home like Zillow, Trulia, et cetera. Mm-hmm. And so we have four assets. $5 each, let's just say. $5 each, $5 each. And then once you have that $5 set, so that's $20 a day per campaign pretty per much. Campaign, yeah. $5 per ad set. You let it run, you look at the winners, and then you duplicate whichever one is bringing you bringing in the most leads. No, what happens not is not duplicating that, them. Well, uh, you don't you're you're what what there's there's a couple of things that can happen. Let's say you, you, let, you let that run for a couple of days. Mm-hmm. One thing that'll happen is that you'll see that you're getting leads from all of them. So you just don't touch them. Right. Now, if after 2 or 3 days, um let's say after you spent on each ad set at least 20 or 30 dollars and, and say some of them are just not giving you leads, then you turn them off. But most of the time what we've been finding is that they all are producing leads, all of Got them. It. Got and it. then what you do is that then you just, now that you have, you, you take that campaign and, and you duplicate it and you just run it again. And I would recommend you run it twice. You duplicate it twice. So now you have like three versions of the same campaign running out there. And then <laughs> one will not work. The other one will catch on. And, and so you're scaling by, by doing it that way. And, and I can tell you, I mean, the proof is in the pudding. In yep. Broward County, I was, for the last couple months, this is just new. This is literally the last couple of weeks because I was running the campaigns all across Florida. But in the county, for me personally, Broward is a very highly contested county. I was giving Facebook a bunch of money and it just wasn't producing. And then when I, when I did that, and I, I can't, I'm trying to think of how I thought about the idea, but I couldn't think, I, I, I don't know how, maybe it was, uh, I was in the middle of the night and then I, I just <laughs> I thought of it. But uh, now, all of a sudden, now we're getting leads in Broward for eighteen to twenty dollars a lead, which is really good. Oh right? yeah, um, uh, in Broward County um, for legit, legitimately good properties, good mm-hmm. prospects. Um, and then the, the the rule of thumb I give people is this: um, when it comes to Facebook, is because uh, you know, people always ask me how many de- how many leads does it take to um, to put a deal in place. And I always give the rule of thumb of 50 leads to get one deal. Um, I think you've done better on, on that. I have, um, you know, uh, partly because I do a lot of creative stuff right. as well. So I can pick up more deals than the average wholesaler. Right. That's what I was going to um, say. If Jamel, he, can, he knows how to talk. Like, if we compare you to somebody who's just starting out, you know how to talk to sellers. Yeah, you know I can to, get a lot more deals. Yeah, you can get a lot more deals. But, yeah. the, you know, so, so, but that goes with any marketing that you do. Any marketing that anybody does, you're always, as you're beginning, you know, you're going to have to do a lot more reps, get a mm-hmm. lot more leads into that, through that channel. And then as you, as you get better, then you're going to be able to do more deals. But as a rule of thumb, I tell people, look, because I mean, I've had people that have gotten their first deal after the first 10 leads. And I say, well, that's great that they got that. But, you know, if you go in knowing that, look, I'm going to commit to, you know, generating 50 leads at $20 a lead, you know, or 25 bucks a lead, that's about 1000 to 1250 knowing that, hey, you, if you did a deal and that deal was worth 7500 to $10,000 as a wholesale deal, you know, that's a good ROI in your money anyway. Right. Um, yeah. And, and you go ahead. What are you finding is the average cost per lead to deal, let's just say? The average cost per lead. Yeah. The, the average cost per, I, I, I always like to go err on the side of worst case scenario. So mm-hmm. to me, it, um, based on what I see with the students, it, it's really somewhere between the 1500 to 2000 number, right? Yeah. yeah. That's, that's, a, that's about right. So you figure cost per, depends on how you, how you word it, but cost per lead, that's going to turn into a deal and probably some uh, profit in your pocket. You're going to spend about 1500 to $2,000. Yeah. About right because in the beginning, like as you're starting out brand new, you know, um, as you get better with running, you know, so I know how to run my campaigns, I know how to do them well. So, obviously, you know, I'm gonna have the best chance of getting the, the lowest cost per lead. But in the beginning, right. when you're running the campaigns, you're not gonna, you know, you, you're still learning, so you might pay unnecessarily a higher cost per lead, like mm-hmm. you know, you might pay 30 bucks a lead, they're good leads, but you know, you're doing things that, that are not correct, that, that are not optimal. Right. Um, and so you, you have to pay that tax, right? So that's why the lead, you know, you, you know, what if you're paying $40 a lead 
but eventually you get a deal from that. But over time, you get better and better and better. You get better at managing the campaigns, and now you're able to get a lower cost per lead. And so, therefore, now your numbers go down, and so things get better. And really, the, that's pretty comparable to a direct mail campaign. You can spend fifteen hundred to two thousand dollars and get and get deals all day long. How many times can you spend the two thousand dollars to make the next deal? The right. the benefit to, in my opinion, and you could correct me if I'm wrong, the benefit to using Facebook is. Number one, you don't have to dish out a whole bunch of money up front. <laughs> right. Two, it's all done virtually. Um, so you're not receiving stacks and stacks of postcards. But um, in addition to that, you know, not only are you uh, not spending a whole bunch, what happens is Facebook, and what, I, what do I mean by you're not spending a whole bunch of money up front? Facebook charges you, I believe it's the 28th of every month, something like that you can set it to where they charge you once a month. So you can literally run campaigns. Those of you who are on a budget right now and you don't have a lot of money to spend on, let's say a big direct mail campaign, you can set this up and hook up your credit card to Facebook or your debit card and have Facebook pull your money within the next month rather than you know pulling your money right now. So you don't have to dish that money out right away. You can let the you can let the uh, campaigns run, get leads, and then at the end of the month, Facebook will charge you whatever your right. threshold is. So that's a, that's a wonderful thing, in my opinion, especially for those of you getting started right now. That's the beautiful thing about uh, going this route versus direct mail or something like that. This is comparable to cold calling. It doesn't really cost you anything right off the bat. You will pay for your ads, but you don't have to pay right now. So it gives you an opportunity to get some, some business going. But yeah, if you spend about $1,500 to $2,000 cost per deal, cost per lead, that sounds about right. The beautiful thing is you'll save the money up front right now. And money now, uh, in my opinion, money is more valuable now than it is later. So I want to keep my money in my pocket now, right. get some results from it, and then be able to pay Facebook later. So that's, you know, that's the reason why not only, I mean, obviously there's a, there's a tower full of reasons why you want to be online now, but in my opinion, for those of you just getting started, that is an invaluable reason to get started on Facebook right now. Yeah. And there's two other things I want to mention about that. Number one is also from a testing perspective, Mm -hmm. if you go out and do a direct mail campaign, for example, um, you need a certain number of records. You got to mail at least a thousand, two thousand postcards, et cetera, in order to try to get some meaningful test results. Um, and and that, that varies depending on the list, et cetera. The nice thing about Facebook is that the only way you would ever spend a thousand dollars is that you spend twenty dollars or thirty dollars yep. and you got leads. And you say, oh wow, I got leads. I'm going to spend another twenty, thirty dollars yep. tomorrow. And if tomorrow you get leads, then you keep on spending. That's a great thing. It's a it's a very quick feedback loop. Uh, that's number one. Number two is that I think that Facebook is great for people that have a full-time job because you can set your ads up and running. You know, if you want to do cold calling, cold calling is hard. If you have a full-time job, you get home at six o'clock, you got to deal with your kids, your wife, by the time you're done, it's eight o'clock. Who are you going to cold call at eight o'clock? Nobody. Ghostbusters. Right? Yeah. Cold <laughs> Unless you're like doing it on the, like you're in the East Coast and you're calling California, but you know, it, it's tough. With Facebook, you can set that up. You could set up a low budget so you have one or two leads coming in every day. So it's manageable. And then now you can deal with those leads um, in any way you can. The other thing also, I don't think we discussed is, is the power of uh, uh, right now is, is using, you know, it's very text message driven. Mm-hmm. So you can't talk on the phone. Mm-hmm. You can initially, what we found, this is what we found is that uh, we, we start to have that dialogue back and forth with, with the leads with texting. I learned that from you. Yeah, try it. So, for example, we'll ask, hey, you know, um, what kind of condition it is? And, and, and so we, we initiate, because if you think about it this way, most of us, most of us are used to texting. The only time you talk on the phone is if you have set up that conversation with someone on text. You're like, hey, I'm going to call you because, you know, I need to ask you a question or whatever. Right. If I call my wife over the phone, she asks me, what's wrong? Why are you calling? <laughs> you know, like that kind of thing. Yeah. So you have to think about it is you have to approach it like, like, like people are already used to it. So what I would do is a lead comes in, you text message the lead. Hey, this is Chris from Sawyer USA Home Today. Um, 
I, I got your information about the property. I'd love to make you an offer. Um, could you tell me a little bit about the property? Hey, what kind of condition it is in? And you kind of go back and forth. The story I always like to say, uh, uh, illustrate this is uh, um, uh, my wife, uh, we were trying to get our health insurance. So we, we, my wife filled out the form and, and the, the, the website that they have. And, and then all of a sudden, the next day, she's getting call and call and call and call after call from all these people that want her business. They're all calling and guess what she's doing? And she doesn't want to pick up the phone. <laughs> but there's one guy that text messaged her. See? Hey, and, and he, you know, I'd love to get more information, whatever I can give you. And she went back and forth about a week. And finally, he's like, hey, it'd be good if we could just get on the phone because it's better for me to explain this to you. That guy, that guy's the only guy that texts, and he's the guy that got the policy. And that illustrates that. So if it doesn't, you know, think about it. Um, the, you know, I, I always think of it this way. Talk to the customer in the modality that they called you. Yep. So if you send a direct mail piece and they do leave your message, go ahead and call them because they left you a message. If they don't pick up, text them. Hey, this is Chris. I just called you. Let me know a good time to chat. But in our scenario, Facebook, they're filling out the form. They're already, they're, they're working in that modality of on the phone. They're not talking to nobody, right? Just ease into the conversation by text messaging them. And, uh, and so that's the other kind of benefit way of operating within the ecosystem is that if you're working a full-time job, you could run, have the ads run during the day. You could just text message people as the leads are coming in. So you're not, and then finally you get to a point where you're going to have a phone conversation. Then you get on the phone with them. Um, so that's the other benefit. Just remember, guys, this is a relationship building business. So the way you follow, you know, you can use multiple modalities to follow up. We spoke about this earlier today. We spoke about uh, pay-per-click and direct mail and let's say cold calling or whatever the case may be. And then how I use RBMs and text messages and things like that to follow up. That's a perfect example of that. If you build a relationship, you have to remember you're building relationships with people that don't know you over time. And if just like what Chris mentioned, it took the guy, what was it, a week, maybe two weeks to get the policy, right. uh, the health coverage policy. He built a relationship. He stood out from everybody else. So who else in your market is running Facebook ads? Who else in your market is doing text messaging and using modern day technology to get deals? That's what you want to keep in mind. Really, really powerful uh, tip right there, Chris. And I, and I really appreciate you bringing that out. But I know we have to get this wrapped up here. Quick question for you. If you had to put it in, let's say, three simple steps, what would be the three steps that people need to take to get started? And then how can they find out more information on how to get started with uh, Facebook ads right now? Uh, you know, uh, to get started, I'll give you a couple things. Number one is that um, big, a big tip is open up what's called a business manager. Facebook has, if you go to business.facebook.com, Regardless if you're learning with me or anybody else, you want to open up a business account with Facebook. Everybody has a personal ad account that they can advertise with. Do not do that. Open up a business manager, which is like creating a, 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 its own unique entity. A business manager is its own unique person inside of Facebook, different than you, that now you'll use that in order to create your ad account and create your page, right? That's, that's first of all, you need that, number one. Number two, you can create very easily, okay? You, you need a website. Everybody should have a website, so that's number one. And number two is create a business page. Create a business page, name it personal, take a pic, all you need is this. Don't get caught up with a camera, nothing like that. Take your phone, take a picture, put it on the page, take your phone and just talk to it like a normal human being. Don't put your robot voice. You know, robot voice is like, hey, my name is Chris Chico and I yeah. buy houses and <laughs> blah, blah, blah. Right, just use your, hey, my name is Chris and I, I, am, I, uh, I buy houses in Broward County. I would love to buy yours. If you have a, you know, just like a normal person, put it up on the page. Make the page look like, hey, this is a real human being in here, right? Um, and, and, and so start with that. Start with getting, like if all you did right now is just get that. You could do that all by yourself. And then um, what I have, uh, I think the best thing for them, for everybody here, is on my YouTube channel, okay? You can go to my YouTube channel. You can search for Chris Chico. Uh, I always say, I've arrived when I know that Google knows me. So all you have to do is have a Chris Chico. Go to my YouTube channel. All right, there is a series of videos that I have. It's a three-part series on how to, uh, and maybe if you want, I can give you the, the link to the playlist if you want to put that on the, uh, on the description. Uh, but um, it's, uh, it's a playlist that, uh, that I, I, it's a three-part series that I cover step-by-step 
how we advertise on Facebook. I show you the screenshots of my ads, how they look like. I walk through everything in detail. Some yeah, people- we'll link that below. We'll, if yeah. you can send that link over, I'll link it below in the description box. So if you guys want to check that out, be sure to check out the description box if you're on YouTube. Yeah, and I had, I had a guy that messaged me recently that told me that they actually uh, was, was, were able to get their first deal uh, simply with the free training that I have on YouTube. Right. And I have paid training too as well. But I would say the first start is for you to go through that free training that I have on YouTube, go through that. And then at that point, then now you're in a position to decide, hey, is this something I want to do or don't want to do? Mm-hmm. Um, so that would be the, 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 the place that I would say, hey, just check me out on YouTube and, and, and that we can, get in, we, can get, we can get to know each other that way. <laughs> That's right, man. So what is it? Is it YouTube.com forward slash flip anywhere? Um, what is it? It's, it's, user, it's youtube.com forward slash user forward slash flip anywhere. But the best thing to do is just to go and go to YouTube, search for my name, Chris Chico, C-R-I-S-C-H-I-C-O. I will show up with me, with my face, with a blue background. You can't miss it. Uh, it is the most obnoxious little, uh, but I do that on purpose so I would catch your attention. <laughs> uh, um, you'll see my channel go there um, on the playlist I have the playlist there and uh, and and watch the videos and and uh, and and it'll be uh, like I said I did a really good job I think of going walking through so even if you you could go through that material and start running Facebook ads right now if you wanted to awesome now listen guys if you're on if you're watching this on uh, YouTube go in go in the uh, description box below and I'll and I'll link that uh link that series for you. If you're listening to this on the podcast, uh, go to my uh, channel at youtube.com slash Jamel Gibbs, just to keep it simple. Uh, and you can find this video and I'll link it. Uh, I'll link, you'll, you'll find in the description box, you'll find that link as well. Or you can simply go to Chris's page, uh, go to YouTube and type in Chris Chico, C-R-I-S and last name Chico. C H I C O search for Chris on, on uh, YouTube and you'll be able to uh, find that video on his page as well. Yeah. I mean, uh, the other, the other link I would say is if you, uh, another, I, I should, uh, another way to get, get to it is if you go to chrischico.com, go to my name mm-hmm. forward slash training, chrischico.com forward slash training. I also have access to the materials there as well so that you can get access to them there. Perfect. ChrisChico.com forward slash training, guys. Be sure to check that out. And uh, it has been a real pleasure talking with the creator, the godfather (laughs) of virtual wholesaling. And now he's quickly becoming a godfather of Facebook traffic as well. So Chris, it's been a real pleasure, man. Always important to uh, drive leads, you know, and be consistent with driving leads. And this is a really inexpensive way to drive high quality leads. And uh, it's been a real pleasure having you, Chris. Thank you. Thank you. I, 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 it was an honor. So thank you very much. I appreciate it. Awesome, man. Any last words for our listeners? Uh, any last words? I would say uh, my last words are um, you, for anybody here in this business, um, sometimes uh, doing the best you can sometimes isn't good enough. Doing what's required is what gets the job done. So at the end of the day, that's, that's, I, I, that's, that's my motto. My motto is that um, this business um, is amazing in the opportunities it provides. However, keep in mind is that it requires hard work and persistence. The one comment I would say, and I would just want to say this is a compliment to you, Jamel, is that uh, one of the things I like about you is the fact that you are no nonsense. You know, uh, if you are getting, you might get a little bit of tough love from him. Okay. But, but at the end, he, uh, he's like that. He wants you to succeed. So one of the other things I appreciate about you, if, if I was a, if I was a real estate investor starting out, you're the type of coach that I would want. Cause you tell me, Chico, you got to get your act together. Cause you ain't going to do no deals if you keep on doing this. Okay. <laughs> so I would say just, you got to find, you got to, you got to, you got to be, be mindful of that. There's time and energy and effort required. Pick one guy that you're going to follow that you're going to go in all in with that you trust and they're going to go ahead and, and, and you're going to focus on them and just don't try and, and follow everybody. Just follow one guy. Highly recommend Jamel. He's great. And again, he's going to give it to you. He's going to give it to you straight, whether you like it or not. 
But in the end, it's like your grandma taking, giving you your medicine. At the end, she's going to try to give it to you the nice way. But if not, she's going to slap you upside the head and say, take the medicine. Otherwise, I'm going to give you a whoop. So that's, the way I, that's what I would say. I think you would agree with that, right? Absolutely, man. <laughs> hey, I really appreciate you uh, jumping on board and, and providing such great value for us today, man. It's been a real pleasure. And uh, guys, I will talk to you on the next one. Take care. Check out my website at reieducationacademy.com. To make it easy, you can just simply go to jamelgibbs.com or check out my YouTube page at youtube.com forward slash Jamel Gibbs. I'm all over the web, whether it be on Facebook slash the Jamel Gibbs or on Instagram at Jamel Gibbs. I'm on LinkedIn as well. I'm on TikTok. I'm on Snapchat. Check out all of these platforms for daily content, weekly content, more content from Jamel Gibbs. But if you want to get more in depth, go to reieducationacademy.com. And that's how you can find out more about my training material and how you can get started investing in real estate today. Talk to you later.